Let's turn now in God's Word to Ecclesiastes in chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And we'll be reading the whole chapter, verses 1 through 22. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 22. And beginning in verse 1, these are God's words. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also He hath set the world in their hearts, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before Him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been. And God requireth that which is past. And moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness. That iniquity was there. I said in mine heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked. For there is a time, there is, therefore, every purpose and for every work. I said in mine heart concerning the estate of the sons of men, that God might manifest them and that they might see that, that they themselves are beasts. For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts. Even one thing befalleth them. As that one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they have all one breath, so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast, for all is vanity. All go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to dust again. 
Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth? Wherefore I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his portion. For who shall bring him to see what shall be after him? Those are God's words. So far we have heard in Ecclesiastes uh, the vanity, the worthlessness of scholarship, pleasures, business, labor, that happiness, or feeling satisfied and happy, joyful, that happiness is not found in any of those things of themselves. In this chapter, he shows the changing of times that is consistent on earth through verse 10. There's time for everything, right? But in verses 11 through 15, he shows us the unchanging nature of the counsels of God and how unsearchable they are. And yet all that we have, provision, work, and all those things that are apart from God are vanity, worthless. But, as we've heard before, with faith in God, all those things that He gives, even the, the pleasures, the scholarship, the, the knowledge, the blessings, the labor, all those things, if you have faith in God, are wonderful and have lasting Effects unto eternity, even they are the gift of God. Then you look at verse 16. The vanity that there is in the world and in the church. In the world, there is judgment. And in the church, where the, in the place of the righteous, there is iniquity, there is sin. And so we ought to be warned there, friends, in verse 16, there is sin, there is iniquity in the place of the righteous. Even in the place of the righteous, there is iniquity. In the church. And so verse 17, because there are so many who are proud to show their vanity, the Lord will judge both the wicked and the righteous. And the rest of the chapter, what vanity then there is for men as we consider on the earth. At the same end is the end for men and beasts, animals. The same end. We all die and we return to the dust. And so, as we're learning here in Ecclesiastes, we ought not to forget that all is vanity, it's worthless, unless you turn in faith to Christ Jesus for salvation. Because in Christ alone, all in Him is not worthless, all in Him is not vanity, it is valuable, it's precious and pure. And so we're called here to turn be reminded to turn unto Him today, lest we see and have such depressing thoughts 
of this of what we have in life. Without Him, there is no hope. There's no pleasure, there's no satisfaction, there's no blessing, but with Him are blessings forevermore. Let's pray. Our gracious Father, we're thankful once again for Your words here taken in the context of the whole book. We're thankful that You teach us apart from Loving You apart from faith in You and communion with You. Everything is vanity. It's worthless. What's the point of the wicked man or the unbeliever working so diligently and hard or becoming so knowledgeable and so intelligent only to die and return to the dust and then be judged unto eternal damnation. What's the point of that? What's the point of that for that man? That woman who does that? There's no point. There's only purpose and blessing and happiness and satisfaction and love and joy found in Christ alone. And in that saving communion and fellowship with Him and with the Spirit and with the Father. And so grant us that saving knowledge, saving relationship, that saving faith that we might in Christ have all things and not return to the dust merely in our bodies like the beast but having hope in the resurrection of our bodies unto glory forever and blessing and happiness and joy and pleasures forevermore And so turn the hearts of your people. We pray that you would send your Spirit forth even today and to all the people here, even our children, even those in the womb. You grant them salvation in Christ your Son today. Father, we're thankful that this Lord's Day there are those who are here who were not here last Lord's Day for various reasons and health and whatnot, Father, we ask that You would bless us with their presence and all of our presence together as we fellowship with one another, as we commune with You even now, as we sing in, in our singing of the Psalms, Your Word, teaching and admonishing one another with Your Word as we sing. And that we would grow from that by Your grace. That we would grow by Your grace in the reading and preaching of Your Word. And in prayer, as we pray now, that You would grow us. Sanctify Your people. And Father, as we have hope and look forward to the Lord, celebrating the Lord's Supper next Lord's Day, celebrating because that we have, uh, in Christ we have life and His death we in union with Him have died 
died to sin. And Father, we pray that you would clothe us with the righteousness of Christ your Son. Help us to prepare our hearts this week. Examine our hearts to see whether we are in the faith or not. To examine our hearts whether we love Christ or not, or where we have fallen in our love and we have some love for the world and some love for Christ, which is a blasphemous love. Pray that You would forgive us. Pray that You would cause us to see and examine where we have sinned against You. And where even since the last time we took ample time of examining our hearts that you, uh, in which we uh, came before you, we pray that you would cause us to see those sins that we have laid up and have taken root so that we might turn from them even this week and in preparation and, and worship next Lord's Day. And so make this week a blessed week of meditating and contemplating You, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Gospel, Your Word, but also, Father, ourselves in relation to You. Now we might be the much better turning from our sins and turning unto Christ this week and seeing how much we need the death, the sufferings and death of Jesus Christ for us and how much we need His resurrection and even now His session where He sits sits on the throne in glory. We're thankful that You sovereignly reign over us and over all nations and over all things for the sake of the church, for the sake of Your Bride. And many more would come into the kingdom and that those who are in the kingdom would be cleansed and made right, sanctified of their sins. Father, we pray that You would reveal those who are not truly of us and with us in Christ and they would be removed. And those of the world of your elect who must be brought into the kingdom. We pray that you would cause your word to go forth even this week as we work, as we go shopping, as we do our various daily things and various relationships, even with our neighbors. We pray that you would grant us many opportunities to proclaim your word, the gospel, the good news that we are not ashamed of. And if we are ashamed, Father, make us unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the power of God unto salvation to the Jews first and also to the Gentiles. We pray that you would cause that word to go forth and that many would be saved. That we would invite more people to come and worship. Just as the disciples said, come and see you, Jesus Christ. We pray that more would come and see and hear Him. Even that the whole world would know Christ your Son. And that all nations would turn unto you and covenant with Him. 
Lord, we pray and ask for your help this for our congregation, that you would provide for us and protect us from evil. Provide us your word, provide us physically as well, that your name would be praised and your name would be glorified. And that we would be able to plant more churches for your namesake, for your glory, not for our own. We do not desire to be large as a congregation. We do not desire to have a great monstrosity of a building, which means nothing. We desire to grow in knowledge and love of Christ your Son. As well, Father, to grow that the kingdom would advance. And so we desire to grow that more churches would be planted more gospel ministers called and uh, Father provide for your church that the gospel would make headway in this nation. For we are here for one purpose, one main purpose, not only to worship you and the great commission to make your name known and to disciple, teach and so make us to be a a people who love you and love to tell people about you. Even to give thanks among the heathen for the good news that has saved our souls. And Father, in all these things, we ask for your help. Teach us your ways today. Call us to repentance. And give us the grace of repentance unto life. And faith in Christ, your Son, we pray in His name. Amen.